of players that we're bringing in. Uh, uh, expect it to be about 13 on defense and 14 on offense uh, as of right now. And But I would uh, be remiss if I didn't. I just want to uh, thank uh, our staff uh, just uh, for their relentlessness, uh, for all their work in helping put together a, you know, a top-notch uh, recruiting class, building the program the right way. Um, we get really excited about the group of guys, and we're, we're certainly not finished, but uh, you know that should be we, we anticipate 27 28 guys when it's all said and done we'll see how that works out and then up upwards to 10 you know transfers a year ago i think we signed in january 20, 42 43 new scholarship players and we'll be just south of that uh moving forward brent venables at his signing day press conference when the press conference started 26 of the 27 commits had already signed. By the end of the press conference, Taylor Tatum uh, had sent in his letter of intent. So OU 27 of 27, all before noon central today. And you heard Brent say that we want, give or take, 27, 28 players in this class. It sounds like at this point, as we look ahead, it's, yes, the 27 they have signed today, and they'll continue to shoot their shot with elite defensive linemen Dom McKinley. Outside of that, maybe a late offer, but it's it's mostly about Dom McKinley here moving forward. Yeah, because it, it's going to come down to numbers, right? And like Parker referenced when we had him on in the three o'clock hour, it's you know the the late risers, if you will, you really have to evaluate them and say, okay, can we can we just not live without this guy? Because it's going to be a numbers crunch. You talked about taking ten portal players. You know, you've already got what five in the boat, and you look to probably add two offensive linemen in the next week. That leaves three spots. Like, like these numbers, you really got to be careful with them. Uh, yeah. You know, so yeah, I think uh, I think it's a well balanced class, man. I really do. And and while we were on break, Tyler, um, Miami did flip Orlando Blunt, five star. Uh, defensive lineman from Florida State, which should, if my math was correct during the break, move Oklahoma up to number eight in the two four seven rankings. It should move Florida State down below us. So just just some real time oh. live ranking movements. Uh, still number six on Rivals currently. Is that where they're at? I'll, yes. I'll, I'll go back and uh, and refresh the ranking here. But no, I, and I think that that's a very key storyline for this class. And not just the 24 class, but just recruiting overall, what it's looked like and where it's going for OU, it's it's balanced. And under Muleshoe, it, it wasn't balanced. It was very wide receiver heavy. It was very quarterback heavy, very skill position heavy. And you hope to kind of cherry pick a few, you know, big time, you know, defensive prospects. But we're seeing it now. This is two full classes. And this class has had, or this staff has had three signing days or three classes, but only two full classes. And both of them are very balanced, you know? Last year, the best side of the football was the defensive side. I think this year, again, the best side of this class, which is, yes, number six on rivals, is the defensive class. The D line haul is as good as it's been in a while. The safety hall is excellent. The wide receiver hall is excellent. The running back. So it's not just two or three position groups like it was previous. Travis, the recruiting rankings are higher right now because they're doing a much better job of recruiting on the defensive side of the ball. That's why we're seeing 
some of the more higher-ranked classes than we've seen here in the past 15 years. Yeah, I mean, the the only, I guess, probably knock on the class would be maybe linebacker is because you only took one. It's just a numbers game. And James Nesta is, I mean, that's that's no knock on him whatsoever. It's just a numbers game. It's, it's just so well-rounded, and it really feels like Brent Venables is coming into his own as a head coach. You know, he obviously recruited the defensive side for a very long time, but overseeing all of it, you know, getting that complimentary side, you know, both sides of the football, not trying to put everybody on defense, you know what I mean? Like, it's – I feel like Brent Venables is, is really hitting his stride. I mean, even his uh, his media availability today, 15 minutes. Yeah. I mean, if that's not a sign of, yeah. of Brent Venables' growth, I don't know what is. Yeah, he talked about the entire class minus one player because he hadn't signed yet, um, and then he circled back. But I think he got through the entire class in 10 minutes. That's 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 pretty impressive, right there, huh? It wouldn't have been the case uh, a year and a half ago. It would have taken forty minutes to get through the entire class, and and this is the largest signing class in recent memory for OU with twenty seven players. Yep, extremely impressive. So if if we he can carry that into next season, whew, sky's the limit, Tyler. Yeah, and, and I think we're kind of seeing too, like how they're going to go about getting players. And, and what I mean by that is exactly where. They're going to, to, you know, what area of the country they're going to go to get the players. Now, the state of Texas is always going to be a big part of OU recruiting. That is absolutely not going to change with this staff. So we see the state of Texas a big part of this class. Once again, like it is with every OU recruiting class. But this staff has ties to the state of Florida. This staff has some ties in the southeast from their days at Clemson. So I think moving forward, Travis, we'll see OU continue to be not just a player, but a big player in the state of Texas. They'll try to go get an elite kid or two, um, unless more allows it, in the state of Florida. The state of Oklahoma, they just got five of the top six players in state. That hadn't happened in ten years. So they're going to have more of an emphasis on in-state kids. And then they'll go to random areas of the country to go get other prospects that they really like. Wyatt Gilmore out of Minnesota. They got a couple players out of Washington last year. So they're not going to limit themselves on the states that they go to to get players. But the bulk of this class is still going to be Oklahoma kids, Texas kids, and kids in the Southeast. Yeah, absolutely. It's a national brand, and and you know Brent Venable spoke about it. I mean, even internationally. It's an international brand, Tyler. Yep. Daniel Akinkumi. So... He said there, there's not a door you can't walk through when, you, when, when you're there at the University of Oklahoma, and they continue to prove that year after year. Uh, obviously, this 2025 class is going to be heavily localized. Oklahoma kids making up, what, probably a third of it. And then, you know, obviously the Texas, kind of that East Texas area is, is well within their range as well. So, But, hey, who knows? Maybe there's another – player across the pond we're going to pluck next year there's no telling with this staff this staff can recruit like if you're one out there that still has questions about Brent Venables as a head coach in-game manager whatever that's fine we can have that discussion another day but I just at this point and I'm not just going off where the where the classes are ranked I'm really going off of the balance on both sides I'm not really one that's going to question this staff's ability to recruit on both sides of the ball, um, head coach included. Now, 
were there some low moments in this recruiting class? Absolutely. Just like every recruiting class in the country. Heck, a lot of schools are experiencing their low moments of the recruiting cycle today. There's going to be low moments moving forward. But seeing the balance that OU's bringing in, th- this staff can recruit. I'm, I'm pretty – I'm very comfortable saying that now after two full cycles. Well, and, you know, he brought it up on the SEC show when they asked to give the pitch. He talks about continuity, right? Continuity, culture, uh, dependability, consistency. Like, when you look at this Oklahoma staff, you don't really see a lot of guys that are probably looking to go many places. I mean, obviously, there were reports that Levy tried to take a couple of position coaches with him. Nope, they weren't going anywhere. I mean, DeMarco Murray has had multiple opportunities to leave. Like Bill Biedenboe has said he wants to retire here. Joe John is now a co-OC. Seth Luttrell, OC. Like, you've got Emmett Jones, who's got a ton of upward mobility, but who knows what happens there. What if he becomes the next co-OC if Seth Luttrell takes another head job? Like, it's it's the thing where you finally got some guys that are that are really happy where they're at, and I think that consistency is just so key. Who was the biggest surprise in this class? Was it Danny Okoye, since he really was never considering OU until this new staff came about and he did his own research? Would he be the biggest surprise, or is it someone else that they got to sign today? Uh, I mean, when you consider the whole process, that's pretty surprising. But I would probably, I'd probably go EPL. Simply because... Yeah, it had some twists and turns to it, for sure. I mean, he only made it to campus once. And had the twists and turns. It was Oregon, it was UCF, it was Oregon, it was UCF. We were left for dead. And then all of a sudden, one in-home visit, and boom, he's right back in the good graces. So, I I don't know. It's because he committed during that in-home. So, it went from visiting once to not making it back to Norman, despite reporting that, you know, he was going to be back to Norman. And then Bill Biedenboe shows up, and he commits on the spot. Like, that's just, I mean, so much so that they shot video of it for his for, for his commitment video. So I think that that's probably at the top of my list as far as, like, probably biggest surprises of the class. Yeah, and um, he, he ended up being a really big part of this class. What I, I think... Um... Does Rivals have him rated as your best offensive player in this class? Right, right rivals there. Does. Yeah, Rivals Rivals considers him EPL out of Tampa, the four-star offensive lineman, six foot four, three twenty, as your best offensive player. So if you don't get EPL late last week, I I still think that there's a positive mood towards this class, but I feel like the mood today is pretty overwhelmingly positive. In part because you got EPL, and if you don't get him, there's a sense of, all right, well, it's a good class, the defensive hall is good once again, but you really missed out on the offensive line. The offensive line is the class where you're really lacking and missing out on bricks and EPL. It's a good class, but it's a tough way to end the cycle. I don't get that feeling today since you got EPL less than a week ago. That really kind of uh, seemingly brought everything together and... All right, he solidified your offensive line class in a lot of ways, and there's not a clear weak, weak position group in this recruiting class. You only took one linebacker, but look how set you are right now with current numbers. That was kind of in some ways planned out to be that way. I don't think really anyone is pointing towards one position group and saying, yeah, they did a really bad job there. I don't, I, at least I haven't seen that so far. You're right, and I think the, I think the EPL commitment changed some – some easy topical narratives pretty quickly for two reasons, right, Tyler? It's 
the Caden Green situation had just happened, and EPL plays the same position as Caden Green. Now, Caden Green is an immensely talented football player who was going to have a bright future, still does have a bright future. There's no doubt the football team will miss him. But when you get a highly ranked kid to commit to the same position just days later, then, okay, it takes a little bit of that sting away, and it kind of, you know, I don't know, it kind of motivates or uh, emboldens the OU fan base to be like, yeah, we didn't need you anyways. We got EPL coming. And then secondly, Tyler, I think why that was so big as far as narratives go within the fan base is all like his, his talents are very public and easy to digest, right? Like you, you just watch a video of a dude, 320 pounds running a sub 1300 and you're like, Oh, okay. Well, I can see that. Right, you see a video of him throwing up 405 pounds on the bench press like he's tossing pizza dough in the air. You're like, okay, I can see that. Like, that's that's where it's. I think if you just would have signed Johnny No Name that happened to be a four star from you know from Florida, then it wouldn't have hit quite as well. But when OU fans are able to say, "Wow, I'm blown away by this guy," then I think it helps so much more with the narrative. Yeah, sure. CT in Piedmont says, Brent said 27-28 signees. What's the scoop? He talking about Dom McKinley. Best guess, if I missed this talk, sorry, work got in the way. Um, I, I think that's what he's hoping for, yeah. And if you tell me that OU ends up with 28 signees in the class, which means one more than what they already have, I, I would say that, I mean, Dom McKinley's the best guess that you can give right now. I mean, like, if you had to throw out a name, what Parker say earlier? He'd give it a 35% chance. And Don McKinley's not going to sign until the second signing day. If OU ends up with 28, yeah, Don McKinley's probably your best chance to, to be the next member of the class if it happens. Yeah, I think it's – and, and I, that's another reason, Tyler, I think it's so important that they signed all 27 today because it can be full-court press on Dominic McKinley now. Sure. I mean, you have the entire – Offensive and defensive staff going after this kid if you want it, right? I mean, you can you can pull every angle and run full court press and just say, look, man, you're you're the only dude we want. All these guys that are waiting to sign, that are waiting to do this, that, and the other, like, we want you. Texas is going to be talking to more people. LSU is going to be talking to more people. A&M is going to be talking to more people to get some players on their team after they all left. Like, we are talking to you and you alone because you are – important to us would you rather go where you're wanted or go where you're needed that would that would be the pitch uh 918 do you think Caden Green knew about EPL coming and that had something to do with him leaving uh no I do not no (laughs) no I do not I I guess that'd be a positive spin on it and make you feel better about it if Caden Green was like oh do you see this guy run track do you you see him doing bench press I better get the hell out of here before he takes my job next year but now that's that's not what happened there yeah, I mean, it's... How, how did that go over yesterday when he committed to Missouri? About as well as you could as you could imagine if you weren't around? Yeah, I mean, it was more so exoneration for Dylan Gabriel, um, and, and Dylan was having some fun on social media with it, which, you know, I, I don't blame him. Uh, after being, you know, accused of, of being the, you know, the, the, D, the double agent for Caden Green, you know, for Caden Green to end up at... Uh, you know, end up at Missouri was was good for him and good for his OU legacy. But of course, you've got some people that say, "Well, Dylan just underthrew the bag that they were supposed to give Caden." So, uh, you know, he still tried to get him to go to Oregon. We shouldn't exonerate him, but you know, 
Some people have their mind made up. One more. Bad Brad in the 918 says, did Williams Winery sign with Mizzou? Yes, he did. And did Platt sign with Oregon? Talking about Braden Platt out of the state of Washington. Feels like OU finished second to him. Really good linebacker. Uh, Yes, he did earlier today. So, Platt to Oregon, Winery with uh, Missouri. 405-651-3439 is the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Hey, we got a big basketball game to talk about. We've been talking about it all day, but we'll do it again coming up next segment. Text line, how are you feeling about the game tonight? 8 o'clock on ESPN. Score prediction, how you feel this game is uh, going to turn out. Let us know on the text line. We'll get to your submissions coming up next right here on The Ref. We're the home of Sooner fans. Talking Sooner football is what we do. This is The Ref. Take a walk on the wild side with Brahms' new spicy pimento bacon cheeseburger. This bacon cheeseburger adds southern flair to a classic. Featuring Brahms' pimento cheese piled high on a juicy hamburger patty with jalapenos and crispy hickory smoked bacon. Throw in a slice of American cheese to melt everything together for dreamy, cheesy goodness in every bite. Stop wasting time and go get Brahms' new spicy pimento bacon cheeseburger. Nothing's better than Brahms'. Does your banker know your business, the challenges you face, and what makes you unique? At Armstrong Bank, we're dedicated to understanding your business and working alongside you. A true partnership is more than financial transactions. It's support, trust, and attention. This is how we make businesses stronger. Armstrong Bank. Strength runs in our family. Contact our knowledgeable bankers to open your business account. Member FDIC. The Mont invites you to come by and enjoy our high-quality food and drinks in our historic atmosphere. The Mont has won numerous awards, including Best Restaurant in Norman, Best Appetizer for our Great Queso, Best Exotic Drink for the Original Swirl, the Best Patio Dining for our beautifully landscaped patio. Come see the Town Tavern, OU football scoreboards dating back to 1947. We'll see you at the Mont on the corner of Boyd and Classen, or call us at 329-3330. Mike Steely here for Lasher Home Comfort Systems, your trusted home comfort experts in the Oklahoma City metro area. Tim Lasher and his team have more than 130 years of combined experience. They recognize a significant number of homeowners live with inadequate home comfort systems. They specialize in diagnosing your home system issues while providing more efficiency and reducing your utility costs. As an authorized dealer of American Standard, Tim can service your residence or business. Call Tim and his team at 405-579-3113. Lasher Home Comfort Systems. We all make choices about alcohol. Kids make choices whether to drink or not. Bye, Dad. Remember, I'm going to Alex's party tonight and sleeping over. Hey, uh, remind me about that party again. And adults make choices whether to talk about it. That's true of parents and every other trusted adult in a kid's life. Kids want to know our expectations, and they want honest answers in everyday conversations. So talk with your kids and help lead them on a positive path. Because when you talk, they hear you. Learn more at underagedrinking.samsa.gov. Don't be one of the powerless when extreme conditions strike. Lightning, high winds, excessive heat, or other severe conditions can leave you in the dark or worse. See the light. Contact Oklahoma Generator, the company that gives Oklahomans the power to protect their family, homes, health, business, and life. Oklahoma Generator is a certified premier Generac dealer, providing professional installation, service, and repair to keep you safe and secure. Be ready for anything. Oklahoma Generator. OKGen.com. Power to the people. 
Hi, I'm Danica Patrick. Watching my nieces grow, play, and learn is amazing, but not every child gets to be carefree. One in six kids in the U.S. are hungry. This breaks my heart, and it's something that Feeding America is working to change. Each year, the Feeding America network of food banks rescues billions of pounds of good food that would have gone to waste and gives it to families in need. To help, visit feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. The holidays are coming, and Balfour can help you make it a crimson and cream Christmas this year. There are lots of Sooner ornaments for your tree, as well as tree skirts, stockings, Santa hats, Christmas cards, and other decorations. You can also find something for every OU fan on your list, with choices for every age. Jerry and Libby wish you the best for the holiday season and invite you to stop in for all of your OU gear. Or you can shop online at crimsonproud.com. Balfour of Norman, where you will find everything Sooner. I think the number one thing is they're a team. They, you know, they 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 play together on both ends of the floor. Um, they're top 15 offensive efficiency and defensively. Um, they they know their roles and they accept their roles, and they're playing with tremendous confidence. And so um, it'll be a great test for us. Um, but we're really looking forward to the challenge. UNC head coach Hubert Davis. Feels weird to say UNC head coach without saying uh, Roy Williams. You know, he's there forever. I know he's at Kansas before that, but yeah, not well, Roy. Especially no, because no the, dad gummits over there on the sidelines. Bummer. Well, especially given all the social media fun that OU's Superman Roy Williams would have uh, when people would yeah, would seriously. be mad at Roy Williams, the basketball coach, and then he would reply. <laughs> when they tagged the wrong one, he'd reply as if he was coaching basketball. God, that's so much fun with all that. Uh, I know. Uh, someone on the text line said uh, from the 580, winner tonight, this is Alex from uh, Durant, winner tonight gets to claim Brady Manick. They got Brady wow. Manick for one year, and uh, he led him all the way to the national championship game. Prairie bird. Prairie bird. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, well, I'm down with that. All, I just want to get, get kind of like BYU. I just want to get on the scoreboard. We, we had never beaten BYU. We've never beaten North Carolina. Let's just get one. No time like the present, right, Tyler? I uh, I would love for this to be – I wish the Elite Eight game, Blake Griffin's last year, would be the first time they beat North Carolina, but that didn't happen. So, yes, let tonight be the first time that uh, OU beats the Tar Heels and Hoops. And, dude, like we're excited right now. We've got all these high hopes and expectations. Lenardi – has him as a two seed right now in bracketology. If OU goes out to Charlotte and wins tonight, what are we talking about tomorrow with this team and where expectations are at? Ah, uh, man. Um, the, the highest that they – I would argue – I know it sounds crazy, but I think the expectations, solely talking expectations, I think they'd be higher than the buddy year. Re- Simply because we're so deep. Ooh. We're eight deep, and it's – I think – I think just the expectations of, 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 of getting off to that start with some good wins. You go and beat North Carolina, a good North Carolina team, and you make it through non-con, likely 13-0 and at that point. I mean, it's going to be hard to, you know, keep those expectations realistic. But, again, it's you're deep. Yeah, you, You're not relying on the three ball this year. You're relying on defense. Defense travels. Defense can be replic- replicated. It's energy. It's things like that. But also, I mean – Tyler, I think, and I, and I say it nearly, I think every time I'm on air I've said this, if you need a Christmas present 
for a Sooner fan. Oklahoma men's basketball and Oklahoma women's basketball are going to be playing a doubleheader on January 6th. It's a Saturday. The women play at noon. The men play at 6. Go there. Enjoy the Saturday in Norman, Oklahoma, and maybe go have a, an adult beverage between games, something like that. But we need that's the first game of conference play for the men. They host Iowa State. That LNC, we got to get it rocking. Uh, okay, text line 405-651-3439. First win over UNC should have been 1990. Yeah, was that Rick Fox on that North Carolina team? I agree. Let's just make it tonight. Tonight, it's just perfect in, in Charlotte. With all the uh, Carolina blue, Turnbow and OKC says, going to be a very packed baby blue gymnasium, but I got good guy 78, tar baby 74. Boomer. Uh, 405, I think OU beats North Carolina tonight, 73-67. That's from Keith and Lindsay. 620 says 87-82 OU. So we've got some confident OU fans right now. Gunny says 82-69. Boomer, and you know your boy's hopes over here are the highest, and he means that more than one way, Gunny. Absolutely. I'll tell you what, when I was watching the Green Bay game, I was I was locked in because for a minute there we were up 39 and we had allowed below 40. My, my prediction was looking really good, but then we just kept on beating them worse and worse. So it's a, it, went, it, went, it went past that for a minute. But I was pretty close, all things considered. Yeah, not bad. I, I'm, just, I'm looking back at some of these past games. I'm trying to find the game, and I just found it. The game that OU allowed the most points this year. And I can't believe it's Arkansas Pine Bluff. UAPB. But it's Arkansas Pine Bluff at 86. I thought that 70 was going to be the most points that OU's allowed this year, and their defensive numbers are pretty fantastic. But talk about the least likely suspect there. UAPB, uh, 86 points this year, the most points OU's allowed. Now, that was the most points OU has scored all year, and the most points OU has scored in the Porter Moser era with 107. But 86, the most points they've allowed this year. USC only scored 70. Iowa scored 67. Arkansas scored 70. Providence just 51. They say defense travels. Let's hope defense travels in front of a pro North Carolina crowd in Charlotte. That's um, that's one of the bigger storylines tonight. Yeah, and and like I said, that's what I think. That's what the difference is. Is this isn't a team that relies on the jump shot. You know, they get to the rack. You know, you've got a couple bigs that have been very good, not only scoring but rebounding, getting to the foul line. And this team can this team can press you for 40 minutes because they're eight deep and they've got athletes coming out of their ears. So this is a this is a team that, like I said, if the shot's not falling, fine, they'll just suffocate you. Mm, this, uh, the betting line dropping a little bit on my Score Center app. I have. North Carolina minus two and a half now, and it was three and a half like an hour ago. I, I moved the line. Some of that sharp money, that yep. Travis Davidson money, yep. coming in laid, late here. Yep, I laid it all on there. So, so I might be moving in with you guys uh, if this doesn't go well. So tell Casey. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll let her know. Please, we're gonna have a roommate if uh, OU loses tonight, just in time for the Christmas holidays. I'll bring the bourbon. That well, hey, hey. You got my vote, but my vote is not the one that counts here. One of four unbeatens left in college hoops. Uh, UNC's lost three games this year, but the three are to Kentucky, to UConn, and to Villanova. So, yeah, seven and three, North Carolina, but all three of those losses are to really, really good basketball programs. 
this is a really good team led by R.J. Davis, 21.6 points per game. Armando Baycott, 11.3 rebounds per game. Is this the best North Carolina team in the past decade? No. Are they still really good, and is this essentially going to be a home game for them? Yes. So winning tonight would winning tonight would put you in the top five next week. That's what winning tonight would do. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it really should because, you know, with Marquette going down, you know, that's the – thank goodness that Providence game last night was all roses for us, right? Because you take out a team that's in front of you and you bolster Oklahoma's resume. I mean, couldn't couldn't have come at a better time. And, yeah, you should at minimum be at six if you win this game and, and should be much higher. But, again, we don't, we don't want to – my favorite phrase, it's on the table. Hey, you just got to go out and win. Just go, go out and win by a half a point. I don't care. Just win. Yeah. Go, go out there and defend, man. The, the, the way that this team defends, they're, they're going to have a chance against anyone. Doesn't matter. Norman, uh, on the road, neutral sites, quote, I mean, quotations in there with neutral site tonight. You, you defend the way that they have up to this point, you're going to have a chance uh, game in and game out, uh, regardless of who you play. But biggest regular season game, biggest non-conference game, ho- however you want to say it, biggest regular season game in a long, long time. And we might have to go back to uh, Buddies last year where they made the Final Four run to find a bigger regular season game than uh, what OU has tonight. It's, uh, it's a big one for sure. All right, uh, Transfer Portal, National Signing Day. We'll hit it next right here on The Ref. Keep it locked on the Homeless Sooner fans. Sooner Football Talk lives here. This is The Ref. There are trucks. Then there's the truck. GMC Sierra with available features like the V8 engine, the ultimate luxury interior, and of course, the available world's first six-function multi-pro tailgate. GMC Sierra, not just any truck, the truck. GMC assess your situation and determine the best solution to suit your needs. They specialize in service upgrades, exterior and accent lighting, power automation and controls, outbuilding wiring, LED conversions, and more. Call Wade Electric at 405-329-1940 for all your electric needs. You, know, you want you want great competitive depth. You know, you want to be strong and physical. That's the name of the game. So it's not uh, the SEC are those things. Um, there's great skill. There's great depth. The lines of scrimmage are a real thing. But, man, Nick, you've, if you've been coaching football, offense or defense, you, you're going to try to build your team or your program and your locker room on the lines of scrimmage and dominate in there first. You usually don't get warped at the line of scrimmage and then win most games. It's actually the opposite. So that's that's going to be a challenge. And it's, you know, being as big and strong and fast and instinctive and uh, skilled as we can possibly be at, at all three levels, uh, in all three phases rather, and um, and again, it's, it's a process, and you're never going to go in there like, oh man, we got it, you know, we're we're exactly where you know we want to be someday. It's you're always going to want for more, and you're always going to build. Um, again, as I've said before, it's never going to be good enough, but I like where we're at. Rick Venables talking about the portal and the SEC coming up. Were you doing up-downs to the whistle during that uh, minute-long audio clip? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Got to catch my breath. I, uh, I've been walking nearly as much as I should, so, yeah. <laughs> doing sprints, doing up-downs with the whistle there, like, Schmitty, slow it down, Schmitty. Jeez, <laughs> I'm trying to hear what the head coach is trying to say about the yeah, portal. Geez. Calm down, man. <laughs> 
<laughs> hey, it's signing day, man. Signing day. You got If you're not doing up downs, man. I mean, what what are you even really doing? He gets pissed if it don't make a time. We, I we know, know that, man. He's just sorry, guys. Sorry, got 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 to get the time in. Now today's been a quiet day for the portal. Not not shocking. It kind of felt like the portal was put on uh, on hold for one day. Let uh, the 24 class kind of have the spotlight, and then bam, tomorrow we're back at it. And what does back at it mean? Well, maybe we'll find out four or five more players from USC are hopping in the portal and leaving the program. Because that's what it's felt like every day for the past week or so. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it's interesting because you want those two offensive linemen to commit. Like, just to, just to rip the Band-Aid off, the, you've got some momentum going with it. EPL. Which have we gained further clarity on that? It's hard um, to go with the. It, it's hard to say Eddie Pierre Lewis now, when the head coach said Eddie Pierre Louis at the press conference today. Has Toby what what did what was said in his video? Did Toby say Louis or Lewis? I'm sure he's confused too, and probably said EPL. Here we go. He probably, just probably. Said EPL. There was somebody on the text line earlier that said Louise. It did sound like he said – it sounded like he said Louis the first time and Louise the second time. So I, I have no idea, man. All right, EPL it is. Let's EPL just hope he never is. recovers a fumble or catches a pass or I- anything. Yeah. Yeah, or, or maybe only on the road. Yeah, yeah. Let, yeah let's, let's go off of what the visiting PA guy says. That's, that's yeah. what we'll go off of. Exactly, exactly. But, no, I think – with, with portal stuff, yes, it's been very quiet. Maybe for a day, let people have their moment. Because in in this day and age, kids still want their moment, right? Oh yeah. And you know, Taylor Tatum got his today, whether he wanted it or not, he got his today. So there was the uh, I, I call it the Twitter rumor going around of the flat tire. Oh, he's got a flat tire, but he's he's on his way. Do we know for sure as to? I, God, I'm, even with that, it's acting like he signed at 6.45 at night. He signed at right. 11 a.m. 11 a.m. So did he just sign at 11 a.m. and it was no big deal and we're just looking for something to freak out about? Was there actually a flat tire? I didn't look into it. I mean, I assume, I assume that he was in class today, right? Am, am, I, am I wrong in assuming that? Maybe he just was waiting for his lunch break or something like that to hit the fax machine? Because it's not, I mean, you know. These fax machines, it's not like kids are carrying them around. So, I don't know. Maybe maybe he waited for his lunch break. I don't know. But I haven't heard anything from him. He's not that, you know, much of a, a Twitter guy or anything like that, right? Like, I, I don't think you're going to hear much of it. Obviously, there will be some interviews done and things like that. And I'm sure somebody will get to the bottom of it. Why'd but... you wait till 11 a.m. to sign? You freaked out the entire fan base. That'd be a hell of a first question to him. <laughs> just, just, just go right on the offensive. If you're asking that question, absolutely. But, but hey, that there are other teams that are going through it right now. Our thoughts and prayers go out to those fan bases. We Ugh. are big chilling here in hour three of the rush, um, talking about basketball, talking about the transfer portal. We're talking about things not happening in the transfer portal. That that's how relaxed our day has been. And how was it a year ago? Was it relaxed a year ago today? No, it was, we've done some hell. crazy shows before, and that was probably the most hostile show. You and I have ever done together. I mean, it was it was bad that day. Um, all the Peyton Bowen stuff. He, oh, you didn't even have a hat on the table when he uh, when he signed that day or when he committed sign well, that but, day. But he allegedly had a, a, the OU hat in the backpack, right? That uh, was the 
Oh, no, you're not. And then Cecilia Kana, like, he, he Cecilia sexes Kana. over you after that. It's like, oh, God, really? <laughs> Cecilia Kana was, uh, was like, I don't know, maybe the second gunman on the grassy knoll because we're paying all this attention to Peyton Bowen, and then all of a sudden Cecilia Kana news hits, and it's just like a mortar shell blowing up next to us Jeez. while we're trying to fight the Peyton Bowen battle. Oh, my gosh. No, it was a, uh, it was tough, but, you know, I know a lot of people talked about, Hey, we'll trade, uh, you know, we'll trade you Colton Vosick for Kobe McKenzie because both of them flipped, right? I'll tell you what, Kobe McKenzie in year one, yeah. so far that's uh, that that is a trade in favor of Brent Venables because Kobe looked really good this year in limited playing time. Bill, the Astros fan says, wasn't the flat tire issue the receiver who flipped to Georgia? Nine one eight says the flat tire joke goes back to the uh, goes back to A and M. It's like Bobby Taylor or somebody like that. Yeah, it, we, it was an A and M guy. We talked about that a couple times before. He's supposed to make it up for a visit, and oh, he had a flat tire instead. He didn't make it. But, yeah, but he made it to A and M. Yeah, whatever. T- T- Taylor Tatum signed at eleven a.m. today. He was the uh, what? Akin Kumi was the first to sign, and Taylor Tatum was the last to sign. I believe. And he says he'll be the first to move in too. I'll tell you what, man, this Akin Kumi guy. He uh, he is eager. He is eager to learn from Bill Biedenboe, and I'm really excited about it. I hope that I hope that they do a significant amount of like mic'd up sessions. With him. Oh, he, like practice mic'd British up. British trash like, talk with that guy. Dude, I oh, want, please. I, I want him. Uh, yeah, we want him mic'd up for the entirety. Maybe I don't know how you would do this through NIL, but maybe you can subscribe to his mic'd up feed for an nil fee i don't know i'll talk to toby baldwin about that that's got to be something we can work out because i would pay i would pay a good subscription fee if i could hear him talk trash in that accent the entire year yeah like a like a soundboard or something you can just like yeah. press press the button and uh you, you have daniel lock and kumi trash talk <laughs> yeah who is um who's the like if you were to pull the entire fan base who's your favorite rec- recruit in this class who would you say it is? Who would get the most votes for that? I would say that I would say that to the more casual OU fan, I think it would be far and away David Stone. Uh, he's your he's your highest ranked commit. He's your defensive lineman. He's your local kid from Dell City. He's your need. I think a lot of people that have maybe tuned in to at least this show. Um, Danny Okoye is probably up there for a lot of people, right? I mean, especially with him, you know, playing right into our hands saying, yeah, well, when Lincoln was here, you know, the vibes weren't right. It was really when Brent Venables showed up. Like, if you want to endear yourself to the OU fan base, that is, that is 101. Yep. That is, that is the, that is the, the go-to bread and butter play. So, uh, you know, with him coming on with us and talking about, you know, uh, the history of OU and him studying it and really coming back around and then coming on air with us multiple times, whether that was at uh, TU games, whether that's been at OU games and pregame or postgame. Like, he's really endearing himself to the fan base, and he, uh, he's he got them Twitter fingers. There's no doubt about that. He has come after some people on Twitter. The official OU pronunciation guide says Eddie Pierre-Louis. So that whole uh, us on Friday – Trying to say Lewis the entire time. Jeez. Yeah, it was all for naught. Man. Great practice, though, you know? Put us in an uncomfortable spot. Yeah, you got you to be out nimble. Of our zone. Got to be nimble. Yep, got to practice those scenarios. P- I, I, I'm still. I'm glad. I'm, I'm glad it's Pierre Louis. Okay, that's, I was hoping that that was the case. It's a cooler name. 
Yeah. It, I mean, for those listeners out there that have the last name of Pierre Lewis, this is no disrespect to you, but Pierre Louis, that's a, that's a pretty cool name. Eddie Pierre Louis. Yeah. Got, got, got to love it. And uh, Rivals thinks that he's the highest rated offensive player in this class. So you currently with the uh, number six class right now. Man, like if if we wanted to talk nationally, what the biggest surprises were today, I I mean we'd we'd have to have another four hours to to cover that. Um, the funniest moment from today is Ryan Day finding, and, and this actually there's more to the story now, but Ryan Day hearing that Jeremiah Smith, the number one overall player, was about to sign with the Buckeyes and. His live reaction was there at the podium during his press conference. He about fell to his knees. He was relieved. But as of 5 p.m., Jeremiah Smith still hadn't sent in his uh, letter of intent. So I I don't know if that's changed in the past 45 minutes, but maybe this is Peyton Bowen 2.0. But that's that's what's great, right? We're talking about that on the home of Sooner fans. Could you imagine if, like, a David Stone or Taylor Tatum just decided not to turn their stuff in until late? Like no, I can't. That's the no. that's the thing. It's na- it's a national story when that kind of stuff happens. I still think, as far as kind of most interesting or funniest things to happen today. First of all, USC losing a wide oh. receiver because <laughs> that receiver thought that the quarterback situation uh. was better at Oregon than under quarterback guru Lincoln Riley. Uh, that's funny. Also, it's a two-parter for Colorado. One, they only signed five high schoolers today. Only five people signed their NLI for Colorado today. And the part two of the Colorado is that Jordan Seaton, the guy that two weeks ago got on ESPN and said, hey, you know, why would you not? If you're a dog, why wouldn't you go to Colorado? Colorado this, Colorado that. He has received a prediction to flip from Colorado two weeks later. To so, Maryland, you know what I mean? Maryland. Like if that Under was... Armour money, man, that Under Armour money came in hot. I'm not saying that if you're a Colorado fan that you feel better if it's like Alabama or, you know, Michigan, but to Maryland, like that. Oh, boy, that, that, that one hurts for sure. All right, 405-651-3439 is the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. One final segment on this Wednesday coming up next right here on The Ref. Talk lives here. This is The Ref. It's hoop season at the Lloyd Noble Center, and you do not want to miss your chance to catch the OU women's basketball team in action this season. The Sooners' home schedule is packed with great games and entertainment for the whole family. Tick stop when cancer starts. After diagnosis, treatment is vital. But for some, just getting there to appointments, chemo, or radiation is a major challenge. You can change that. Volunteer to give rides with the American Cancer Society Road to Recovery Program. Driving for a few hours of your day can make a life-saving difference for someone with cancer. Visit cancer.org drive to learn more. Final segment of the day, wrapping it up on this Wednesday. It is the rush on the ref. Tyler McComas, Travis Davidson, the Riverwind Casino and Hotel, bringing you the final hour of the rush. No bowl games tonight, but would it matter even if there was? It's OU basketball tonight, 8 p.m. against North Carolina on ESPN. Uh, Tar Heels currently a two-and-a-half-point favorite over the Sooners, but that's dropped uh, from earlier in the day, about 90 minutes ago, 
North Carolina was a three and a half point favorite. Spread is dropping as we get uh, closer to tip off. I uh, I found this anonymous quote today. Found it interesting. The Athletic had one of those articles where they get anonymous quotes from, you know, other coaches in the Big Twelve on Texas to try to determine the winner of this Texas Washington game. And here is a quote from a Big 12 defensive analyst. It says, For as much respect as he has for Steve Sarkeesian and for Texas talent, he does have some doubt about the Longhorns' resolve under pressure. And this defensive analyst said, quote, The Big 12 ain't close to the SEC. Oklahoma, who I think is just okay, beat them. I don't know how great they'll be in adverse situations, end quote. Make anything of that? Uh, Oklahoma catching a stray. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, think they're just okay. And hell, Oklahoma yeah. beat them. I mean, they're, they're they're just okay. Now that's yeah, that's awful. Uh, I don't think I don't think Oklahoma should catch a stray there. And uh, I'm Texas isn't even playing an SEC team. Uh. Well, I I think there, I, yeah, like that wasn't the question, but I guess the answer kind of went there. Is sounds like someone's got little sour grapes that Texas is rolling I'll, to the SEC. I'll ask this. I'll ask like. this. Who do you think that was? Um, I probably someone in the state of Texas, a defensive analyst at one of those schools, if I had to guess. Because if I I would guess that they wouldn't have played us because we. I don't know. They, they wouldn't say they're just okay if they probably if they would have played us because I mean even our two losses we. we, we I don't know. I'm not, I'm not going to make a lot. I just found it interesting today. It's like oh okay oh you just kind of random stray there when someone. Was what if it's Joey McGuire? Uh, and he's just going rich. under the guise of a of a defensive analyst. Yeah, I, I guess yeah, I, I guess you never know in that conference. That conference that yielded one team in the top twenty five in recruiting today, and it was Joey McGuire at Texas Tech, just inside the top twenty five. Gross. Ugh. That's crazy. No, but but I, I think of anything, it's not Texas's lack of resolve or anything. I think it's Texas's defense. Like, their secondary. I think their secondary is, is rough. And I think I think Washington has got a pretty good chance simply because of their secondary. Yeah, well, that's that's the best part of their team, right? Throwing it down the field to Rome Odunze, their elite at quarterback. Mm-hmm. And that's why mm-hmm. I just don't... I don't know. It feels like most people are going to pick Texas in this game. Um, I just I feel like Washington has the biggest edge. What you're talking about there, and that's why I might pick Washington to win a close game. Maybe pick them to win by a field goal. Washington yeah. is an undefeated football team, a really good team. No one really picked them to beat Oregon that second time around, and they really handled like Washington's undefeated. They've been doubted every single step of the way this year, or, or at least in the bigger games that they played in this season. And this is just another example of that. Yeah, so well, come you, on, come on, Huskies, and 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 I've got to give you credit. Oh, you were in oh. on Washington way early when people when people were doing their early uh, their preseason uh, playoff predictions. You were the one that was uh, that you. was hammering Washington. So I got to give you some credit there. Can't stop now. Can't, what? Exactly. You're all <laughs> biggest in. Biggest game all of in. the year. Can't stop now. <laughs> Can't ditch him now in the Superdome. Let's go. Got to back him. <laughs> Who's going to win the two playoff games and play in the national championship? I think it's going to be Michigan-Washington. Michigan and Washington. I'll go with uh, Washington-Alabama. Okay, okay. I just think that, that is everybody a team keeps on everyone. thinking Michigan's going to fall on, I know. fall on their face and they keep on not doing that. I'm, I'm, I'm going right into the trap there. 
Everyone's fallen in complete love with Alabama after that uh, win over Georgia. We'll see. Coming we'll see. up. Going to be fun. We still got eight days till OU plays Arizona. But, yeah, well, you know. We'll talk more portal. We'll talk a whole lot of uh, that Alamo Bowl coming up in eight days. But as always, we appreciate the interaction. Enjoy the basketball game tonight, 8 p.m. Undefeated, seventh-ranked Oklahoma takes on North Carolina and Charlotte. We'll talk to you tomorrow right here on The Ref. We're the Homeless Senior fans. Closing time. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. I know. You're listening to the home of Sooner fans, K-